Welcome back to the Mercy Came Running Podcast. If you're here for the first time, welcome. If you're a frequent listener, welcome back. As a reminder, we publish podcasts here every Monday morning as an encouragement to start your week, as a pick-me-up in the middle of the week, or to reflect on the week gone by. Let's get into today's scripture. Friends, we live in a chaotic world. Let's face it, that's what it is. It's a chaotic world. We spent the last two years, almost two years, in the, the chaos of COVID. And now we have Russia invading Ukraine, and we got wars here, and we got fightings here, and we got chaos here and chaos over there. It's like we can't get away from it. That everywhere we turn, there's some kind of chaotic thing going on in our lives. But as we think about that, as we think about the chaos that goes on, where do we find peace in the midst of that? When I was a grand opening trainer with with Chick-fil-A, I would travel the country and open, help open and, and train new team members and, and Chick-fil-A's that were opening up around the country. And there was one that I did in Lawrence, Kansas. And I was training in the kitchen that week and I was training on, we, at Chick-fil-A, we bred everything, we bred all of our chicken fresh every day, and I was training on that one day in, in breakfast, and we find ourselves at our wit's end, and we wonder how we can find peace in the midst of it. Is that where you are today? Are you find, trying to find peace in the midst of your chaos? Are you trying to find the message in the midst of your mess? In the chaos that's all around you. I've got good news for you today, friends. We can find peace in chaos. We can find peace in chaos. We can find that quiet moment in the midst of chaos. And we're going to begin looking in Genesis chapter 8. Genesis chapter 8, but I want to read to you a verse from uh, from Romans, actually, to start with. In Romans chapter 5, and it says, verse 1, says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. That word peace there is comes from the Greek word irene, which literally means to have a quietness about us. We all know people like that, don't we? We all know people that it always seems like nothing seems to get them down. Is it that, that just kind of even Stephen? No, no real, really, really highs and no really, really low lows. They just exist and they have that peace about them. When I think about it, that's the person I want to be. That's the person I want to be. I want to be the peace in the midst of the chaos. I want to be the calmer of the storm. I want to be the person that says, you know what? The storm is raging around us, but it's okay. We got this. I want people to look at me and say, you know, things may be not going the way we want them to, but I know we can right the ship because you're here. That's what we want to be. That's what I want to be. And I hope that's what you want to be. 
I hope you want to find that peace because chaos is always going to be around us. There's never going to be a time when there's not something chaotic going on in our lives, in the world, in our jobs. There's always going to be that. And because there's always going to be that, we need to find the peace in the chaos. I don't have to tell you that Noah in chapter 8 had been through a lot of chaos. <laughs> the building of the ark, the, the coming of the flood, there was a lot of chaos leading up to that. And even after they got on the boat and God destroyed the world by the flood, I can just imagine sailing on that ark for almost a year. And you're on there only with your own family. But there you are, on there with your family and all these animals and you're cooped up for a year. There's got to be some chaos going on in there too. How do we find peace in the midst of our chaotic situations? I think the story of Noah can give us some good insight on that. And I'm going to begin reading in Genesis chapter 8 and verse 1. And there are three things that we need to realize. When we think about having peace in the midst of chaos, there are three things that we need to realize. And the first thing is this, is that we need to realize that God will not forsake you. And I know a lot of times we, we wonder when our, when our lives are a mess and our lives are chaotic and things just don't seem to be going our way, we wonder where God is. But friend, God will never forsake you. Verse 1 of chapter 8 reads, and God remembered Noah. Now, that's not saying that God had forgotten about Noah. It's not like he put him on this ark and set him a sail and just forgot about him and then woke up a year later and said, oh, wait, Noah's on the boat. We need to get him off of there. That's not, that's not what the word means there. And what he's talking about here is that... Um, the, learn, the, the word there in the Hebrew literally means to mark. Is that God had put his mark on Noah. God knew exactly where Noah was because God had marked his life. And God was continuing to bring peace to Noah's life in the midst of the chaos because Noah knew that God had not forsaken him. God had put his mark on him. And friend, if you're um, a believer in Jesus today, God has put his mark on you. And even in the midst of our mess, even in the midst of the chaos that's going on around us, even when it seems our lives are spiraling out of control and our world is spiraling out of control, God has put his mark on you. And dear friend, you can be sure that he has not forgotten about you. He has not forsaken you. And he's always been right there by your side. God remembered Noah, as well as all the wildlife and all the livestock that were with him in the ark. God remembered he had put his mark on all the animals that were on the ark. And God caused the wind to pass over the earth and the water began to subside. You see, it was time for 
Noah to find his way off the ark. And God began to make plans for that. He began to have the wind come back and to help the waters to recede and to dry up so that Noah and his family would be able to leave the ark. The sources of the watery deep in verse 2 says, uh, and the floodgates of the sky were closed and the rain from the sky had stopped. The water steadily receded from the earth and by the end of 150 days, the waters had decreased significantly. The ark came to rest in the seventh month on the 17th day of the month on the mountains of Ararat. And so God is making his provisions. He's making his plans for Noah and his family to leave the ark. You see, God had not forgotten about him. God had not forsaken him. God had placed his mark on Noah. And Noah was about to leave the ark and begin to repopulate the earth. The second thing we need to realize is that we need to remember that God's going to provide for us. Even in the midst of chaos, even in the midst of our lives spiraling out of control, and it seems like we have no control over anything, God will provide. The writer goes on in verse 6. He says, After 40 days Noah opened the window of the ark that he had made, and he sent out a raven. It went back and forth until the waters had dried up from the earth. And then he sent out a dove to see whether the water on the earth's surface had gone down. But the dove found no resting place for her foot. And she returned to him in the ark because water covered the surface of the whole earth. He reached out and brought her into the ark himself. And Noah waited seven more days and sent out the dove from the ark again. And when the dove came to him at the evening, there was a plucked olive leaf in her beak. So Noah knew that the water on the earth's surface had gone down. See, God was making his provision for Noah to leave the ark. And Noah would send out these signs and the dove would come back and he sent out her again and the dove came back with an olive branch and he's going to send it out one more time. He waited another seven days in verse 12 and he sent out the dove, but she did not return to him. And in the 601st year, in the first month, on the first day of the month, the water that had covered the earth was dried up. And then Noah removed the ark's cover and saw that the surface of the ground was drying. And by the 27th day of the second month, the earth was dry. You see, God had provided for the waters to dry up. He had provided for Noah and his family on this year on the ark. And now he was providing a way for Noah and his family to leave the ark. And then God spoke to Noah in verse 15 and says, Come out of the ark, you, your wife, your sons, your sons' wives with you. Bring out all the living creatures that are with you, birds, livestock, those that crawl on the ground and they will spread over the earth and be fruitful and multiply on the earth. So Noah, along with his sons and his wife and his sons' wives, came out and all wildlife and all livestock and every bird and every creature that crawls on the earth came out of the ark by their groups. You see, God had provided a way for Noah to leave the ark and continue his life on the earth. After the chaos, God brought him peace and provision.
And then the third thing we need to realize is that we need to recognize that God is in control. Look at what he says in verse 20. And then Noah built an altar to the Lord. He took some of every kind of clean animal and every kind of clean bird and offered burnt offerings on the altar. And when the Lord smelled the pleasing aroma, he said to himself, I will never again curse the ground because of man. Even though man's inclination is evil from his youth, and I will never again strike down every living thing as I have done. As long as the earth endures, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, and day and night will not cease. You see, we can find peace in chaos because we know that God is in control. He's in control of our lives. He's in control of history. Even though things seem to get out of whack, there's nothing that escapes his vision. There's nothing that escapes him because he is in control of everything. He allows certain things to happen. He allows us to do things. He allows sometimes things to spin out of control, but it's never out of his control because he is the master of the universe. And we need to realize and we need to recognize that God is always in control. Even when it seems like things have turned upside down and topsy-turvy and things are just spiraling out of control, God is still in control. And we can find peace in that. So I don't know where you are today. I don't know where your life is. I don't know about your home life. I don't know about your work life, your personal life, your recreational life. I don't know about any of those things. But I do know this, is that no matter where you are, no matter how much your life has spun out of control, no matter how much you think, think that you don't have a handle on things, that you can find peace in chaos. You can be the one that stands up in the middle of the storm and says, you know what? We got this. We can do this. We can make it through. We can persevere because God is leading us and he is in control. My encouragement for you this week is to be that person. Be the person that finds the peace in the chaos. And we'll see you next week. Thank you again for joining me on the Mercy Came Running podcast. It's my hope that it continues to be a blessing and an encouragement to your life. If you enjoy what you hear each week, share it out to your friends and family who could also benefit from hearing an encouraging word. Thanks again, and I'll see you next week.